When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Well, we are really excited to invite uh, a, a whole host of friends into the studio today. Uh, a studio and so, full. It's a studio full for sure. So bear with us while we kind of start to explain how this all came together. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. Streaming live at mytalk1071.com, everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, And a lot of you might remember that a few years ago for our project Down and Dirty, this is a project we do every year at MyTalk1071 where we, uh, it's our reality show on the radio. We step outside of our comfort zone. We do something a little a little different for us and raise money for charities. We partner uh, show by show with a different charity that we raise money for. Well, a few years ago, we put on a musical. We partnered with a wonderful charity called Interact. And that's where we met our friend Aaron Gabriel. So Aaron Gabriel contacted us. He said there's a new show he wanted to tell us about. It's at the Guthrie. It's super cool. There are members of the uh, the show with us today in the studio. We'll get to them in just a moment. But Aaron, let's just take... Well, first of all, can I just tell you, Colleen, what you missed? in the When I went out to bring these folks back, um, Aaron was there. And guess who was next to Aaron? Totally unrelated. And she's across the hall at another um, interview. Ann Michaels. Stop talking right yeah, now. Yeah, so Ann Michaels, who was, who was also, also with, with us, us in the musical. Oh and she was on our particular team. Nobody cares about Get this. But out. it was that's a, crazy. It's kind of a blast from the past. And cool that Aaron uh, was right alongside her. But Aaron, you contacted us a while back and said, I've got a show I want to tell you about. And um, we're so excited you could be here today. Thank you so Join much. Join us. <clears throat> Thank you. The Tell us sh- a little bit about the show and how you got involved. The show is Hot, Funky, But Jazz. It's at the Guthrie. It opens this Saturday night. And after Saturday, all the tickets are 9 bucks, so it's really affordable. It's um, uh, in the Dowling studio on the ninth floor. And we have three, four, actually, incredible guest artists from New Orleans. Uh, Zena Moses is here. Jeremy Phipps. Zena Moses is a vocalist. <laughs> Jeremy Phipps is on trombone. Eugene Harding on the drums and uh, they don't have them with them. So if that was a setup and you thought you were going to hear a song, uh, sorry. <laughs> that's okay. That means you got to get tickets to see the show. Yes. And we also have Messiah Moses, who's five and a half, and he's uh, one of the characters in the show that's as well. That's awesome. I Can love we get you it. To say hi, Messiah. Yes. Hi. There he is. Yeah, there he is. <laughs> I love it. So thank you guys it. for joining us. Yeah. Who, who wants to jump us. right in and tell us about um, Hot Funky Butt Jazz? Oh man, it, it it's phenomenal. Yes, <laughs> it, it's a phenomenal production. I mean, we're just very excited to be um, up here. I always say down here because we're from New Orleans. Yeah. It, everything is yeah. down there, <laughs> but um, but it's, it's it's phenomenal to be up here in in Minneapolis, from the bottom of the Mississippi to the top of the Mississippi, and the production. It's it's a great production um, to work with these artists, and um, 
interact just the fact that they're giving people with voices that are not being heard an opportunity to, to show their craft um you know uh, actors with disabilities they're phenomenal they're awesome at what they do so we have to kind of get our game up so we can meet their expectations. But the um but the production's pretty much talking about Storyville and New Orleans and Buddy Bolden and the transgression of jazz and the origination of jazz and, and you know, just the characters and the people um of New Orleans that they're slept on that people don't know about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, absolutely. so you guys if you want to get your cup of New Orleans, you definitely want to come out to the Guthrie November third through the eighteenth. Um we have two shows on Saturday and fr- Friday and Saturdays, I believe. Um but it's a great production and I just hope to see you guys on and we're also gonna have a speakeasy open at night with mm-hmm. Delfeo Marcellus. Um, oh fun that's gonna be be good that's gonna be nice (laughs) (laughs) I do just want to touch on something that you mentioned um, in case people don't know and we did I don't think we said said anything specifically about this about what Interact does and who they are Um, Mm -hmm. Interact does uh, what they call theater of radical inclusion and so uh, they take people of of varying abilities uh, and, and they create theater using all different types of abilities Mm-hmm. Uh, as part of the characters in in the art that they create together. And mm-hmm. so what you will see is people of all different abilities on the stage telling this amazing story of the rich the rich uh, the rich story of, of jazz and its roots, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And and definitely Jim Crow, you know, I mean right now this is a kind of a touchy subject, you know, um with blackface and Jim Crow and stuff like that. We have some really risque you know, uh, parts of the show that um, you're hearing the story from our point of view as Mm African-Americans. So, you know, we're telling you the story that we live, our ancestors live and and whatnot. So we just hope people come with an open mind and and ready to experience New Orleans like no other. Eugene, can I just ask um, how you got involved in this particular project and sort of, you know, what you're excited to help bring to stage? Well, we got involved... uh, we were actually in New Orleans when the Interact came to New Orleans actually looking for New Orleans musicians. They needed the, the, the true New Orleans, and, and that's part of the part I like because it became a co- collaboration mm-hmm. with us on uh, what New Orleans was about, how the language, uh, that it's a, it's a lot different than mm-hmm. yeah. the dialect here in, oh, in sure. Minneapolis. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, we were actually playing down on Frenchman Street in New Orleans. We were musicians, and we played pretty much every day down there. And they were looking for New Orleans musicians to bring the New Orleans flavor to Minneapolis. And they walked by us uh, and saw us playing. We struck up a conversation, uh, built a relationship, and we, we did this, what? It was seven years ago? Yeah, 2010, yeah. Oh, wow. That was the first time we did it. It was, uh, we went into it blind. We had no idea what we were doing. and But we went into it open, and for me, it was eye-opening because I had put certain restrictions on on people that... That was obviously me. And when I got there, I realized how talented these some of these actors are and the heart and soul that they put into this uh, production. And along Isn't with, it amazing? Yeah, and oh, along yeah. with mm-hmm. the, 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 the crew and the creative minds that, that do this, this is not like a watered-down production. This is such a good quality 
show. That's what full of soul, me. right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it makes me proud to be a part of it. You yeah, know, I, to, I, to I remember I left and I went and got an acting coach. When <laughs> <laughs> I went back home, I said, man, I've been doing this wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Is this kind of the first kind of thing like this that all of you have done, Jeremy? Um, yeah, this was the, this was the first um, seven years ago. Um, there was an interact that was based off of this that was started in New Orleans like right after. And um, I was a part of that for about like four years. But um, this is definitely the first and it's amazing. And the focus mm-hmm. is on the abilities and not the disabilities. Mm-hmm. And it really like raises a lot of questions within yourself. Like what are your own disabilities mm-hmm. and like what parts of yourself that you don't even you know, that Mm -hmm. you can't tap into. Yeah. Yeah. And we should let people know too, while we have him here, Jeremy, you actually uh, toured with somebody probably a lot of our audience would know. Oh yeah. Yeah. I was in um, Solange's band for two years. Um, I just, with the tour just ended the seat at the table tour. Um, We, we went a lot of places. It was a, it was a lot of fun. And that's awesome. I don't know what else I need to that's say. Awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. That's that's really it's not cool. every day we have somebody who's toured with, you know, Solange Knowles. I mean, that's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's cool. <laughs> so <laughs> humble. He's so humble. <laughs> yes. yes. Well, everybody, uh, everybody go and see Hot Funky Buck Jazz. Again, this is November 2nd through the 18th, and this is at the Dowling Studio at Guthrie Theater. Uh, and to get tickets, is it just easiest to do it through the Guthrie website? Okay, so GuthrieTheater.org. You can just pick up your tickets there. And like you said, uh, tickets are just $9. And they're still selling very, very fast. So you got to get them I mean, right is, now. Yeah, this is a one-of-a-kind opportunity to see actual, you know, legit New Orleans performers yes. in the Twin Cities working with an outfit, an organization of such talented people like Interact. Yeah, it's true. It's great. And then we have a, um, a fundraiser also at oh, the yes. Butcher in the Boar oh, on yes. the 11th. Um, so if you would love to come and be a part of the New Orleans experience and this production and donate, you know, donate to this this cause, donate to Interact Performance mm-hmm. Center. Um, I mean, you don't, you don't have to just wait or, or just donate yes. now. You could donate all year round by awesome. any means because it keeps productions like this going. Yeah. So we appreciate now, you Now, will you all be playing music at that November 11th yes. benefit at Butcher oh, yeah, and the Board? Yeah, we get real loose. It's okay. going to be so much fun. All right, fun. putting it on my calendar. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm going to just throw this out there to all you musicians and vocalists out there. You know, uh, if you're out, come on in and sit in with us. Oh, yeah. I love oh, yeah. it. Awesome. Yeah, That's yeah, how we yeah, roll yeah, in definitely. New Orleans. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Well, you guys, this has been thank so you fun. So much. Yeah. Thank, thank you. you so much. Thank and best of luck it. to all of you. Uh, and thank you so much for, for coming in and sharing sharing all of this with us. Uh, and we'll put we'll make sure we've got more information Absolutely. about the show up online so that everybody knows how to get thank there and get you, those Aaron. tickets before thank they so go. Much. Thank you, Aaron. And we'll be back on the other side of this with, uh, you know, we'll go from this very happy, lovely time to the feud between uh, Nicki Minaj and Cardi B. We'll be back after this on My Talk 107.1. Oh, that was a really, that was a fun group to have in studio. Again, just a really quick reminder on the Colleen and Bradley show. uh, The Guthrie Theater presents Interact Theater's production of Hot Funky Butt Jazz. Uh, and you can find out more about getting your tickets at GuthrieTheater.org. It's like the 2nd to the 18th of November, so you got lots of dates, and it's 9 bucks. I mean, $9. it would be a wonderful time to, like you said, um, not only support a great cause, see uh, great performers from Interact, and then folks legit, uh, you know, musicians from New Orleans yes. right in our own backyard. Which is so cool and, and such a great way to feel that spirit of, of New Orleans right here in Minnesota. Uh, now, um, 
It's hard to go from that to uh, the feud. Celebrity gossip. But listen, we got to do it's it. What we do. It's what we do. Right. Let's go to that feud between Nikki and Cardi B I because get, they're still doing it. I want to get right to it so we can get through all of it. We got to talk about Nicki Minaj, Cardi B, and wait for it, Maury Povich. Yes, that's what? a thing. Okay. Okay. Let me tell you the story. Okay. Did Car- well, let me let me start by asking some questions. Okay. You know, there's a feud between Cardi B and Nicki Minaj, right? Yep. It led to like a nightclub uh, rumble mm-hmm. and uh, accusations that so and so beat so and so up, and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you some questions and see if you can figure any of this okay. out. All right. Did Cardi B mm-hmm. stop Offset from doing the no flag video with Nicki? I am laying out for you beefs between these two. Okay. That is one. Is do you have an answer to that? Yes. Did Cardi stop Offset yes. from doing the no flag video with Nikki? Oh, you know yes. the answer. I don't know. I'm just making that up. I, oh, you're just guessing. Yeah. So you don't know the Not answer. Not really. No. Do you know if Nikki's pal Ra Ali really hit Cardi instead of security at that New York mm. Fashion Week event? Yes. No. Okay, but you really don't know. I don't know. Did Cardi block 21 Savage from doing Crippy Kush with Nikki? I don't even know. I don't know what a what Crippy is. Kush is. We could Can not we say that on the radio. Older, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. But we did. And lastly, did Nikki leak Cardi's phone number after the New York Fashion Week fight? These are all beefs between the two. Allegations. They have more beefs than Harvey's. Hey, oh. <laughs> More beasts than a butcher shop. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is all, a, if you listen to Cardi, it's all a bunch of booter and oil, mm-hmm. them allegations. Nikki took to her um, Queen radio show, which is on Apple, to address some of these issues. Mm-hmm. I can't play that for you because I don't have the audio from Apple. I don't do the Apple with the thing and the thing. Mm-hmm. But I can play for you some of Cardi B's response. Okay. Now, I should say you're going to hear a lot of beepage. Okay. Because she's kind of foul. Mm-hmm. But she addressed the rumors that Nicki Minaj alleged mm-hmm. on her Queen Radio okay. in an Instagram video. Let's have a listen. Mm-hmm. Since you're talking, we could settle it high, bro. You want to settle it? We could talk about it or we could fight it out. I'm with whatever. But I'm sick and tired of that back and forth. Shit. I'm not doing it. I'm in a good space right now. Let me know what's up. So that's Cardi She's B responding right to, to Nicki Minaj. Here's the punchline, though. How they can link up is being offered by, remember I said Cardi B, Nicki Minaj, and wait for it, Maury Povich. Maury Povich has offered to hook these two up to a lie detector to determine <gasps> who is telling the truth. And the lie detector determined that was the truth. Maury tells... He really did. That's crazy. He's talking to uh, to the folks at TMZ, and he says that he's been trying to get Cardi on a show, apparently. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, 
Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. For six months, he wants to talk about Offset, but now he's certain that a show with Cardi B and Nikki alone would be worthy of a primetime special. Oh my gosh. And uh, he, I love that Maury Povich has jumped into the middle of this because that could not be more appropriate. And I mean, what would you love to watch more than Cardi B on one side, Nicki Minaj on another, Maury Povich in between the two of them? And he's like, You are the liar. And the manila folder in the middle. Yes, exactly. Also, he's totally just taking a page from who? Dr. Phil. Oh, well, because you yeah. know why? Dr. Phil snoozed. So I say, I'm, yes, I'm here for this. Thank you. <sighs> Maury, Maury Povich. Povich, Polygraph Showdown. It's coming it. to a afternoon TV show near you. When we come back, we've got D bags on my talk 1071. Celebrities behaving badly. They do it every day on the Colleen and Bradley show. We do it too. We behave badly as well. Uh, <laughs> My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, and uh, we have a name for those celebrities behaving badly. We call them Douchebag. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. I'm looking at you, Jada and Will. Um, Jada Pinkett Smith and Will Smith, because of. Again, why are we still talking about this red table talk? I don't know, because we keep talking, talking about it. Well, but but like I keep talking about it because I keep on seeing headlines about it, which leads me to believe, I don't know, is this thing being drawn out forever and ever and ever? Is this like a four-parter? Is it a very special episode? I don't know, but I got another headline today and I was like, "Ooh, I want to read this story." Because this is the headline that I saw in the Daily Mail. Will Smith and Jada Pinkett shoot down swinger and Scientology rumors as they discuss their 20-year marriage. I'm like, okay, so they're talking... They're Ooh, ta- let's they're, get in on it, because I need to hear... The straight talk about Scientology. Remember, remember, we have accused them of being Scientology adjacent for years. Years and years and years and years. And then recently they came out and did an interview with um, Leah Remini, and we thought, okay, so I feel like that's burying the Scientology hatchet. What's going on? Okay, so they're, so they're going to come clean, right, about their uh, relationship to Scientology, right? Here's, yeah, here's right? what they said. Let's clear up some rumors. This is how Will Smith starts. Okay. We've never been Scientologists. We've never been swingers. That's it. That's all. That's all they said. Wait, say that That's again. I'm sorry. Of, I might have missed it. Can you say exactly. it again? Exactly. Let's clear up some rumors. We've never been Scientologists. We've never been swingers. Sorry, what? I Wait, first of all, is that like a compound sentence or is that like a two different stories? I think that's two different stories. He's trying to clear up all the rumors about the two of them by just saying we've never been either of those things and then moving on. And so I got a whole headline here that told me that they're going to discuss in their 20 year marriage. They'll shoot down the rumors of their Scientology adjacency and their the swinger. I don't even care about the swinger thing. I mean, do you? I don't care. Or do other people or do all the I don't care. Do do whatever. Do do you do whatever. Uh, the Scientology thing, though, I've been fascinated by that. So I was a little well, disappointed also, to see that they didn't really actually address anything. Uh, that he, This is the problem that I have. I don't believe them. That also. 
And also just saying, no, I'm because not. Because all you have to do is watch an episode of the Red Shoe Diaries to know that this is hogwash. And what's creepy about it is that they use their family members to sign off on this stuff. First of all, they're having all these uncomfortable conversations about their sex lives and everything with their children present, which, mm-hmm. you know, you can call me a prude. Fine. I mean, we live in Minnesota. We don't get out most days. And, you know, we like to just point at things and go, that's weird, Mm -hmm. which I'm totally willing to accept and admit. And, you know, I'm not a very progressive minded person other than the fact that. Anyway, Mm -hmm. moral of the story is it's there's just something creepy about the way that these two are like opening up about things. And it just feels also very artificial and probably not very true. Well, and it's very I don't buy it. It's very there's nothing to see here. Now, I will draw your attention Back to, given the fact that I just read you the compound sentence, shooting down the rumors of swinger dumb and swinger Scientologyism um, that I just read about from the Red Table Shoe Talk Diaries. Um, but Holly, can you please read again the blind item that you read for us during today's Blinded by the Item from CrazyDaysAndNights.net? I'd be happy to. Thank you. This permanent A-list mostly movie actor who is an Academy Award winner slash nominee went through an interview of carefully planned tough questions with even more carefully planned explanations. I don't know why he and his actor's wife are still afraid to have their dirty laundry aired when everyone already knows most of it. Which just tells me that they are not telling the truth and that was all very planned to just quickly skim over that stuff yeah, and then it's move not on. true. <laughs> and you know what? It's easy well, to control then- the narrative when you're interviewing yourselves. Right? Yes. Okay. Then what they should have done, honestly, if they wanted to, because all these people are listening, like, why are you going on about things to talking about Scientology? If they say they're not Scientology, why? Because they're not addressing things uh, like uh, Will Smith's Scientology school. Right. Do you remember the New Village Leadership? Yes. That Academy school in Calabasas? Went belly up in like no time. But Hollywood it couple Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith's famed New Village Leadership Academy School in Calabasas has reportedly closed its doors. This was a story from back in 2013. The learning institution allegedly ran into trouble when many of the students' parents got wind of the school's alleged religious slant and curriculum, which was said to be steeped in Scientology. The school, which opened its doors in 2008, reportedly was funded by the Smiths to the tune of millions of dollars. Allegedly, the two founded the Academy in order to educate young people using study tech curriculum. What is that, you ask? That was a uh, curriculum reportedly devised by... L. Ron Hubbard. L. Ron to the Hubbard! Who developed Dianetics, which is what Scientology. Scientology is. So, until they say why they're not Scientologists or mm-hmm. why the stories about them being Scientologists are not true, I would say exactly fake news. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Do you have any D-bags? I do have a D-bag for you. And this one is kind of of a, uh, of a, of, of a thing. Okay. It's a broad thing. Okay. Earlier today, I saw a headline and the headline went something like this. <clears throat> How Meghan Markle's Australian Royal tour style compares to Kate Middleton's. Okay. Again, how Meghan Markle's style mm-hmm. on her Aussie tour mm-hmm. compares to Kate Middleton. Mm-hmm. 
And I thought to myself, well, that's dumb. Why are you pitting Kate Middleton and Meghan Markle together? Because that's what we do. Mm-hmm. We put pit women together, right? right? Mm-hmm. It's not like, oh, what color did she wear? And what color did this other one wear? It's like, which one did it better? Mm-hmm. To which I say, that's just dumb. Thank well, you. So then I started to dig into a little bit of that. And I noticed the following. Go with me. Here's another headline. Are Prince Harry and Meghan Markle taking Instagram tips from Kate Middleton? Hmm. Why Kate Middleton remains a global fashion phenomenon. She came in ahead of Meghan Markle in a recent poll measuring which royal has the most fashion influence. Oh, wait. Why Kate Middleton remains a global fashion phenomenon. Um, is Kate, so, is somebody, are so, oh, is there, wait, one more. is there Kate Hollywood, Middleton insecurity somewhere? Hollywood Meghan Markle steps up style stakes compared to Kate's Australia wardrobe. Something is going on here. Mm-hmm. And it's one of two things. Either Kate is feeling a little insecure, mm-hmm. which is where my money lies at this moment. Mm-hmm. Because if you look through, literally, if you Google these things, mm-hmm. you will come up with a treasure trip. I could read 20 headlines to you mm-hmm. right now. And it's all about how Meghan Markle um, is trying to compete or compare with mm-hmm. and failing Mm -hmm. Kate Middleton Mm -hmm. and how Kate Middleton is still there Mm -hmm. and she is still number one. Mm -hmm. So I ask you, lady of paying attention Mm -hmm. this, what do you, who do you think is at fault here? Is this a mere tabloid phenomenon or is this a well-planned attack by Kate Middleton? This feels, and or Meghan Markle. I don't know. See, okay. I'm going to give you two answers. How about that? I'm going to give you, the answer that I, if I'm being my best self, I want to give you, which is I would like to not participate in putting two women against each other. I think it's the tabloids. Hmm. But in reality, the caddy part of me that is not my best self. I think Kate Middleton is feeling insecure. Oh, for sure. And she's putting, she's of course she is. Right. I mean, headline, uh, Megan isn't the first royal to stun in princess gown. They're showing a picture of. Kate Middleton wearing it first. Okay. Okay. Listen, if there's one thing I learned from seeing the show Hamilton. 20 ways Meghan Markle's pregnancy is influenced by Kate Middleton's pregnancy. The world is big enough for both of you. The world is big enough. Meghan Markle takes a leaf out of Kate Middleton's style book. The world is big enough for us to have a Duchess Kate and a Duchess Meghan. Wow, Meghan Markle and Kate Middleton both wore clothes. And they can continue to do so. <laughs> it's a global phenomenon. And they phenomenon. can be beautiful in their own ways. And they can have their own royal tours in their own ways. And we can like them each separately for different reasons. But, but and I want you okay. to understand why this is a thing. This poll that I told you about that talks about why Kate Middleton is still so amazing and awesome This poll suggests that when Kate wears an item of clothing or a particular accessory, it increases the desirability of said item for us in the United States alone, Mm -hmm. 38%. Mm -hmm. Like literally fortunes are made when she wears something and they call it the Megan effect, Mm -hmm. which tells me that she's probably benefiting from that and therefore feels probably somewhat protective of that. Does she not? A little bit. All right. Interesting. All right. Well, when we come back, 
We've been talking a lot about Louis C.K. trying to get his career re-jump started uh, after his um, grossness. Yeah. Well, b- there's more. Yeah. Oh, I cannot wait to tell you the story because there is an Easter egg stuck all up in it. And it's it is it's delicious. Okay. I will wait for that uh, after this on the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk 1071. Well, Louis C.K. is still trying to jumpstart his career after his fall from grace. Uh, and Bradley's got a story to tell us on the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk 1071. Streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Okay, let's bring everybody up to speed. First of all, Louis C.K. fell Touch. from grace. Yeah, by touching himself in front of ladies. Mm-hmm. And then he went away for a little while. And then he started to try to do these surprise shows. Hey, guys, surprise! I'm going to try out some new material. I feel like Louis C.K. shouldn't be surprising anyone. Mm-mm. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like, he should always give advanced warning of exactly. his press. I guess I feel like some of that was part of the problem. Well, he's done another gig. Okay. And this one was announced, okay? So he's getting, you know, he's sort of evolving. Like, he's now being more intentionally forthcoming about where he's going to show up. The story that I, I read was all about how some protesters descended on his latest stand-up gig. And this was in Manhattan last night. It was picketed by protesters. Now, this was less than a year ago, he admitted to, to your earlier uh, moment, polishing his silverware in front of a slew of women, dot, 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 without their consent. Mm-hmm. He's now performing, and uh, he did two shows yesterday at the Comedy Cellar in Greenwich Village. Okay. So, I mean, I, I, I could go on and tell you that in the set, he actually acknowledges these things. They talk to some of the women who are there. And, you know, I actually was, like, reading through the story because I want to understand. Like, he did some gross stuff. But I also think like he should at some point be able to work. Should he be able to do his old stand-up routine? I don't know. That's not for me to decide. That's for audiences to decide. Mm-hmm. I would never go to see Louis C.K. anyway. But I know you and a lot of other people loved his comedy, yes. right? Yes. Oh, I went. I saw. I've seen him live more than once, right? Uh, and there, there were parts of his comedy that I found to be very, very funny. And there was a time in his career that I found him to be funnier than another time in his career. Um, but some of his comedy, um, I still find kind of funny, but I think he did some real nasty stuff. And you know, like one of the women who's protesting looks like an angry woman protester. I'm like, wow, these photographers know how to take images of people like with in between faces that make them look like heinous hose mm-hmm. beasts. But like the, the question on this woman's sign, she's like, when you're support of Louis CK or when you support Louis CK. And again, they were outside of this gig. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're, you tell women your laughter is more important than their sexual assault. Okay, that's an argument. We can mm-hmm. talk about that. Do you feel that way? Do you feel comfortable? Like, would you go to another Louis C.K. show? I don't know. Mm-hmm. We could have that conversation. But there, you know, so I, I'm reading Doobie Doo. Uh-huh. Another protester held a sign. Um, and this was, you know, he did another thing about how he... He actually is working this particular story mm-hmm. into his comedy, okay. which is interesting. I think that's an interesting choice. Uh, during an October 10th set at the West Side Comedy Club, he he joked that he lost $35 million in an hour. We talked about that, I think, mm-hmm. didn't we? Yes, we did. Um, hi, lost. We a- thought that was in poor taste. He also apparently cracks himself deprecating jokes. Um, somebody who attended the show last night said that the show was not polished. 
But they did uh, say that he acknowledged the scandal in the set. Mm-hmm. Great story. Mm-hmm. Awesome story. Mm-hmm. We can talk about it. Let's talk about it. And then I get to the, these words. Blank, who was visiting the Big Apple from Blank, said CK's set was very good, but not nowhere near the best. Okay, well, that person it was from Minnesota, because that's definitely a Minnesota. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Something thing to say, right? No, it's actually somebody from Wales. Oh, interesting. Okay. So, Colleen, mm-hmm. who was at Louis C.K.'s set last night in Manhattan from Wales. Holly, do you want to play an example? Do you even know who I'm talking about, Holly? No, I have absolutely oh, okay. no idea. Who? What Welsh oh, rare bit? Well, is it would a Welsh show rare? up at Louis C.K.'s set to have opinions about Louis C.K.'s work as a comic that you would care about? Because that's why I brought you this entire story. Oh, hold on. Can, I, can you give me a, a couple of seconds? I'll give you seconds? 30 seconds. Just right. suspend now, disbelief, I'm, Colleen, even if you figured you, it out. I'm going to make a guess is via a song. Can I do that? Please do it. I don't know if I'm right or yes, wrong. Yes, you're probably right. Okay, here Are we go. Are you serious? Are you serious? No. Welsh, Rarebit, and Hunkalicious Tom Jones... <laughs> No. Was there last night. You're lying to me. <laughs> Louis C.K.'s stand-up set. That is and not he said he real. Was very good, but not nowhere near the best. <laughs> I don't even know what those words mean. But no, seriously. Tom, Tom Jones, Jones, who was visiting the Big Apple from Wales. Knock it all the way said, off. See, at first I was like, oh, literally, I bet it's some dumb yahoo no. named Tom. No, Tom Jones from Wales said the set was very good, but not nowhere near the best. Are we sure that it was the real like? I mean, could it have coincidentally been the page some six guy would not Tom say Jones. Tom Jones from Wales because there is only that one is Tom Jones crazy. from Wales. Isn't that hilarious? That is insane. What was Tom Jones doing? At I don't Louis know. CK? What was he doing? What is he doing? Period. I mean, I'm just glad to hear he's traveling. That means he's healthy. Oh, that is true. I'm happy yes. about that, well, right? Let's because I've verify. been concerned about his health. Yes, let's verify Tom Jones' whereabouts uh, because I'm hopeful. Listen, now, I won't even be mad at him if he did show up at uh, because again, I'm just happy that Tom Jones is healthy enough yeah. to travel. I mean, honestly, what Tom Jones from Wales would be reported by name? Like they wouldn't just say. Bob McCracken pulled aside, said, oh, he's okay. No, that's Tom Jones. There's one Tom Jones from Wales. <laughs> that is and crazy. It is the, uh, you can't just bury that Lothario. in the middle of the article. Like, that's not noteworthy. 
in and of I itself. I know it was the best punchline like to the story. Me, that I got is the all, whole it was, story. That was the payoff to th- that entire article as I'm reading and just being grossed out by Louis C.K. touching himself. Tom Jones, who was visiting the Big Apple from Wales, said C.K.'s scent was very good, but not nowhere near the best. That is crazy. Also, um, just on the Tom Jones uh, uh, coverage, the most recent story I can find is from October 25th. Tom Jones groomed young girl as his plaything from the National Enquirer. Sorry. That was so mean. It's not unusual to be groomed by. That was really mean to share with me. Uh, the only thing I see on his Twitter feed is from the 26th, and it's from The Voice. Yes. Because he's doing the um, the UK Voice. He's been a judge on the UK Voice since it started. I think with what, J-Hud? She's on Yeah, Jennifer Hudson, yeah. Will I Am, and then some guy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, well, listen. For I'm those gonna... of you who don't understand and appreciate the momentousness, uh, the momentous nature of this particular story, Colleen is obsessed with Tom Jones. I love Tom Jones, and I just like to poke fun. I also am a fan of Tom Jones and have been for years, but I, I don't find him physically appealing like you do. Okay, I've never known that you like Tom oh, I've Jones. Always sex bomb. I mean, it's he's great, kitschy right? and retro. Oh, it's, it's amazing. So it's great. delightful. He harkens back to an earlier. You know, more frivolous carefree age. time. Well, apparently, I'm just to the saying. Inquirer. Oh yeah. Um, you know, he's um, got some stories. I'm sure he does, and I've heard not savory things about Tom Jones, and I just put my fingers in my ears and go la 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 la, which is not necessarily a good way to live right now. Well, maybe you but should go to New York this weekend. Go I, see Tom. I can't do that, unfortunately. Right. Um, but you're I'm, welcome. I'm sorry. I'm going to work a little bit harder on putting Tom Jones in New York in a club just to make sure that indeed this is part of the story because it's too good. All right. All right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, quick question. Where is the strange place that you have spread? (laughs) Yeah. Quick question. And NetApp, where dare we stay in love with the cloud and we're consumed by its epic potential for years. We've been fine tuning our approach. Heck, we love the cloud so much, we integrated all our data management experiences into it. NetApp makes the cloud work smarter and harder by letting you connect your data no matter where it is, access and securely manage your data, automate processes and optimize infrastructure, unlocking all your data's possibilities. Tap now or visit netapp.com love to see how amazing the cloud can be. You made it. Here. Finally. Checked out of office to check into the sweet views of that place you've always wanted to go. You know the one. It's nice. Even the kids like it. This place is so cool. And they never like it. Mom, can we go to the pool? Look at that. Not even asking for the Wi-Fi. When you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express. Don't live life without it. 